Europe Monitoring by Mina Research Center in Vienna. Hello from Vienna, this is Michael Laubsch. Before jumping into the topic of our Europe Monitoring report, I would like to say the following. The whole team of MENA Research Center is with its thoughts and with its minds, together with the Ukrainian people. Uh, what is happening there is horrible. It violates everything our team and every individual person here is standing for. So. We pray for Ukraine, we stay with Ukraine, with its people, with its government, and we condemn the invasion, the bloody invasion of Putin's Russia into a sovereign state. This as a beginning, which is, of course, not positive. Regarding the crisis in Ukraine and the Russian invasion, the Security Council of the United Nations last Friday was debating and uh, voting uh, for a resolution which was brought into the Security Council by the United States of America together with Albania to condemn the invasion of Russian troops into a sovereign country, uh, Ukraine. In this regard, uh, three countries abstained from a positive voting of the resolution, beside China and uh, India, surprisingly the United Arab Emirates abstained uh, the vote, as uh, the UAE is uh, normally a quite close ally uh, to the United States and uh, to the European Union, so some diplomats are wondering why the country made such a decision. European Union. The German government needs support from Paris. The new federal government in Germany is pushing for a more humane refugee policy, as we already reported, while France at the same time is demanding the exact opposite. Shortly after being sworn in, the new German Minister of the Interior, Nancy Faeser, made clear that she did not want to continue the refugee policy of her predecessor, Seehofer, from the Conservative Party. She spoke of a, I quote, new spirit in asylum policy. The German government wants to end the dying in the Mediterranean, strengthen legal immigration into the European Union, and push back illegal migration. A coalition of member states willing to take in, as she called it, must lead the way in taking on refugees. The minister is looking for ways 
with the French in particular, so that other states follow the good example. At the informal meeting of EU justice and interior ministers in Lille, however, the discussion was about a much tougher approach to asylum policy. Germany is sticking closely to France in migration policy. However, under the French EU Council presidency, security and the protection of the EU's external borders could move to the fore while humanity takes a backseat. Macron is in the middle of the election campaign, so in France he can score less with humanitarian gestures than with toughness and control. The message seems to be the following. Unrestricted freedom of movement in the Schengen area can only be granted once the EU has control over its borders. In order to be able to react more quickly in crisis, Macron also called for the introduction of a so-called Schengen Council, analogous to the Eurogroup in which the ministers involved will meet. Macron found unanimous approval for this, and the Council is to meet for the first time on March the 3rd. On the fringes of the meeting in Lille, there was also clear criticism of the plans of the German interior minister. We need stronger, more robust external border protection, said, for example, Austria's interior minister Gerhard Kahner. In contrast to Faeser, he described the states that advocate this as a, I quote, coalition of the reasonable. For Faeser, the question of whether France's demands for a new tougher border regime is linked to commitments by at least some EU states to accept refugees is likely to be quite crucial. According to the German proposal, those who reject this can also show solidarity by making payments. France had so far refused to pay money instead of accepting refugees in the European Union. Former DTIP official in Germany convicted. The former DTIP boss of the German city of Göttingen, Mustafa Keskin, has been sentenced to probation for anti-Semitic online posts. He should also pay a fine for his statements. Between 2015 and 2021, the former official of the German-Turkish Mosque Association had spread at least five messages on social networks and the internet containing insults against Jews and Armenians together with conspiracy theories. This was announced by the district court of the German city of Göttingen. The court imposed a 10-month prison sentence, suspended for two years. Keskin is also required to pay a lump sum of 1,200 euros in installments of uh, 75 euros to a charitable organization. Among other things, Keskin had shared a post showing Pope Francis and the Turkish right-wing extremist Mehmet Ali Akça. Akça had severely injured Pope 
John Paul II in an assassination attempt back in 1981. Because Francis recognizes the genocide of the Armenians as a historical reality, he shouldn't be surprised if someone shoots him in the head, the text of the article said. The news had become public through research by the uh, German Socialist Youth Association, Die Falken. Kaskin afterwards resigned in February 21. As the local DTIP chairman in Göttingen, he had campaigned for interreligious dialogue and was involved, among other things, in the roundtable of the Abrahamic religions in Göttingen. The Mosque Association, DTIP, has long been politically controversial. Many federal and state politicians in Germany consider it strongly influenced by the conservative AKP government of President Erdogan. Critics have been calling for detachment from the Turkish government and the religious authority Diyanet in Ankara since 2016. DTIP hit the headlines in particular in 2016 when imams in Germany apparently spied on their believers on behalf of the Turkish government. Sweden. The influence of political Islam in politics and society. A report published by the Swedish Office for Civil Protection and Crisis Management on a possible threat to civil society posed by the Muslim Brotherhood has met with firm criticism from Swedish Islam researchers. The report concluded that various Muslim organizations in Sweden that have ties to the Islamist Muslim Brotherhood movement are trying to build a parallel society. The reasoning is based on the observation that in Sweden the public discourse on the relationship between Muslims and the majority society is very fuzzy, how they call it. In particular, there is no clear conceptual demarcation between Islamic, for example, what merely refers to the practice of religion as such, and Islamist, which describes the political goals of Muslim communities. The Muslim Brotherhood is trying to gain a foothold in Sweden through organizations that are advanced but controlled by it with a system that is not based on the principles of a liberal social order and the strict separation of church and state. For its politically motivated work, the Muslim Brotherhood skillfully exploits the weaknesses and contradictions in the Swedish concept for shaping a multicultural society. The intellectual Swedish elite's pension for political correctness makes it very easy for political Islam, striving for more influence, to dismiss any criticism of its illiberal substance as racist or Islamophobic. This creates the paradox that a political direction itself in contrast to important values for the Swedish self-image, such as tolerance, 
freedom of expression and freedom of religion uses the toolbox of free society to undermine it. The fact that the report was dismissed by the Young Muslims of Sweden organization as a, how they called it, racist conspiracy theory fits into the pattern of the buzzword discussion described above. And the fact that the organization was deprived of the state subsidy by the Swedish Youth Welfare Office back in 2017 because of, I quote again, lack of respect for the democratic idea also says something. The youth organization of the right-wing nationalist Sweden Democrats, for example, was at the same time um, excluded from the uh, public sponsoring of the Swedish state. Austria. Again, something about the Muslim youth organization, but now in Austria and not in Sweden. The Data Protection Authority rejects protest by the Austrian Muslim Youth Organization. The publication of locations and informations about Islamic associations and mosques on the so-called Islam map of the Documentation Center for Political Islam has not violated the right to secrecy or the right to information of the Muslim youth of Austria. In this case, freedom of science and freedom of expression outweighs the secrecy of personal data, according to a recent decision by the Data Protection Authority in Vienna. The locations of over 600 Islamic associations and mosques in Austria can be called up on the controversial Islam map, and users can also use various criteria to search for facilities. According to the youth organization's complaint, some data not generally accessible, such as the private addresses of club members or officials, are also disclosed. However, some of the complainants have a particular interest in secrecy because, as Muslim youth organizations, they are, I quote, exposed to Islamophobic hostilities and there is a real threat in the form of physical attacks against their facilities. End of the quote. In its decision, the Data Protection Authority has now stated that the fundamental right to freedom of science and opinion in the case of the Islam map is to be given greater weight than the right of the Muslim youth organization in Austria to secrecy of their personal data. The map provides a contribution to a debate of general interest since issues relating to Islam are regularly the subject of media coverage. That's all for today, folks. Um, I hope, beside the 
terrible news we hear by every minute from Ukraine. Um, you're going to have a quite relaxing weekend. Uh, stay tuned and uh, yeah, think of what is happening right now in the heart of Europe. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye until the next time.